Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Minahan of Pop Cosmos, and we have insightful conversations awaken your consciousness. And today is July 2nd, just before the uh, July 4th, of course, and we have archetypal symbols. It's a panel that's every first, no, it's not, it's Planet Buzz. I'm going ahead of myself. It's Planet Buzz. It's the first Sunday of every month. And our subject today will be the Leo-Venus star point. And our subject is actually called Bold Hearts. Leo is fiery and Venus is many things. It's a wide archetype, actually, that we attract in our desires. And we'll tell more about that. And the Venus star point is when the Venus and the sun meet at the same degree And this is a cycle that happens, and we'll go into a little more depth about it, but it happens initially at the retrograde. It's during an eight-year process when it reconjuncts at the same sign. But it also has a moment in between at four years. It makes a beautiful pattern. There's many things. There's a book. Ariel Gutman is the one who first devised the... Venus Star Point and Venus Star Rising, a marvelous book with all kinds of good information. Well, with all this said, we, oh, generally the sun hears the language of the heart's alignment with Venus. It's powerful. It's been going on since eons and we're focusing in on it. So we are now ready for Planet Buzz. Focusing on planetary ecliptic orbital cycles and planetary pairs called synodic cycles connecting the planets at the same degree that begin our relationship, these are the members of Planet Buzz. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electric evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a Dwarf Planet University diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. Yes, and Dan Beck is our wonderful guest today. He is a former practicing astrologer of who devo- now devotes his time to exploring theory and the philosophy of astrology. And he, you can find him at innermakeup.net and also offline astrology. And he's lectured many times at OPA, a wide stand which you can see here. And he's a columnist, a horoscope writer. He's published in the Career Astrology magazine. He had a podcast where he too interviewed people, Star Love Podcast. And he works with a special group called Beyond Literacy, and it helps adults. He also does solo and choral classical singing. You know, music is like astrology. It's the vibrational sphere of the world. So thank you very much, Dan. It's great to have you again. Okay. Well, we're doing 
this, I know that you studied with Ariel. And yes, mm -hmm. yes. And, um, you know, I, I do recommend Ariel's work and I'm saying that of my own volition. Uh, you know, I, I went through the Venus star point certification. I did an immersion course with her and there's a wonderful group of people who have studied with her. Um, so it is, you know, a community of sorts. Um, and you know, I'm still involved with that. And as you said, you know, th thank you for having me on, um, and putting this all oh, together. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm a little, it's, I'm a little less involved in astrology these days. I'm, it's why it's offline astrology. Uh, but it, but yeah, the, the main interest still is to, you know, if I can serve and if I'm invited to, you know, wonderful um, shows such as yours, I'm happy to oblige. Um, and I do, I do still help astrologers on their journey because I have many things in the recesses of my mind uh, about mm. astrology because I've been involved you know, engaging with it as a subject for many years and also, you know, many people who are involved in astrology. So well, what I love yeah. what you're saying here is really how we began in a sense. Well, I say in a sense, because it's been going talk cosmos has been going on since 2018 mm -hmm. and it is archetypal. And mm -hmm. when I think of archetypal, it's like astrology isn't just the matter of looking at the chart and figuring mm -hmm. it out It applies to everything in life. Mm -hmm. So to get back involved with some life forms applies it. It's really like practice to theory or theory to practice, you mm -hmm. know, so it's right. strong. Maybe mm -hmm. we can have those uh, slides. Thank mm -hmm. you. There's so many ways to start this, and I thought for people not, you know, understanding the many frameworks of this Venus star point that we be, would begin just explaining a little bit that about Venus itself. It's an inner planet, meaning it's between us and the sun. There's only two planets. It's Mercury and Venus, and we call it a personal planet. And there is very much, and, and to recognize too that our audience spans the YouTube visual people, which have a good number, and also the podcast. So, pardon podcast, we try to make this as succinct as possible because you don't read everything, and I don't read everything on the slides. But for those people that have the slides, they can always re review and go back and gather that information but it's a long legacy isn't it with venus it wasn't just yesterday she's been revered everywhere dan yeah absolutely and um you know as you get back in the centuries people were not as divorced from the daily observation of the sky and this venus synodic cycle again you know synodic if you think of like a synod, it's the sun with Venus. The meeting, yes. Yeah, and how, how they sort of dance with each other, as you will, if you will. Um, you know, these cycles were very important to a lot of ancient cultures. So, you know, and again, this is all from the geocentric standpoint, but there are a lot of proportions that we can observe that emerge both from our geocentric standpoint, but also from a heliocentric standpoint, as far as how the Earth and Venus uh, move around the sun, uh, but together, all sorts of beautiful proportions related to the Fibonacci sequence and the golden section. Um, different, as you talk about harmony and music, different harmonics really that are involved in as special aspects that are involved with uh, the Venus synodic cycle that, you know, a lot of astrologers don't always look at, namely the mm. quintile, the biquintile, 
um, which again, those get into the golden section and um, Fibonacci, you know, sequence proportion. So, it, so yeah, there's very, a lot. It's very true because her mm -hmm. pattern itself spans and I'm not sure if I have a slide exactly because on this one I was mentioning that Venus what is Venus Venus represents yeah. the, the path of beauty love war attraction yeah. desire our consciousness of pleasure but with in Leo retrograde would be like rebirthing that joyful self-expression we could say yeah and it's important to remember especially as what Ariel Goodman brought to uh, bear with Venus is that the Venus star point is different than one's natal Venus in the chart. So mm -hmm. the Venus star point is the sun Venus conjunction uh, and the way you locate it in your chart. And you can just look this, if you just look up online, find my Venus star point. It's the sun Venus conjunction that happens prior to your birth, or there's an exception right on your birth, maybe a week later. And there are a lot of reasons for the exception weekly, but for most of you listening, it's going to be the Sun-Venus conjunction prior to your birth. Um, so you can look that up. And it's, as you say, it's a very heart-centered place in the chart. Um, mm. You look at the Sun-Venus conjunction and whatever the ruler of that is. So interestingly, we're dealing with Leo now, so it's Sun-Venus. So Leo is, the Sun is in, um, you know, its domicile. So the sun's very comfy, if you will. So it, but it is a place, you know, really where you can live by heart, express yourself. It can be talent. Um, if you're, you know, for people who are, you know, whatever stage of delineating charts or interpreting charts, I find you do your kind of regular delineations. You're like, you know what? I think there's this thing that just, it comes down to and somebody, you'll be like, oh yes, that's it. Or somebody will be like, it's sort of the the seam that ties things together in a chart. Mm. So that's that's how, if for all of you who are listening, um, you can find the Venus star point in your birth chart. A little bit different than the natal Venus, whereby um, most of you will have Sun and Venus somewhere else. And again, Venus does not ever get that far from the Sun. I, I, oh dear, I forget how many degrees it is, but Venus. Well, Venus, it is yes. true because yeah. the Mercury, I'm thinking about that too. Mercury only gets 28 so degrees, but I think Venus gets like some 40 degrees. Yeah, yeah, I think right. or something like that. So is she <laughs> kind of reaches out. No, it's okay. It right. comes yeah. back. It's part of that gorgeous cycle. Right. And, yeah. You know, yeah. there is a lot to add and it is, it's not just linear here. So pardon yeah. me, because I was and just, just, just so people you, can, yeah, so you can really just connect because it kind of gets into sky stuff that we're tuning into today, I think. But so for right now, if you go out in the evening, the sun will set and Venus will still be there. But as now, um, when Venus turns retrograde, um, the sun will be setting and each night Venus, so sun sets, each night Venus will get closer to the sun and then disappear. And then Venus will keep going and then reep, Venus will rise before the sun, um, you know, in the coming months as you get into September. So Venus goes back and forth from this evening star as we're dealing with now and then morning star come, you know, September-ish. Um, so more, it's like evening star, morning star, evening star, morning star. And this, yeah, that this goes back. I brought this yes. slide and up because Inanna. with yes. Inanna, it's that yes. descent. That, yes. Yeah. And go ahead if you want. That's this is the so that they really 
So they saw it as a, a descent into the underworld. Um, and then, you know, it's this 40 day retrograde. So 40 is obviously a very significant number. Many, you talk about many traditions. So, mm-hmm. you know, like you think of <laughs> Moses wandering in the desert. So it can be a good time to meditate. It's very powerful, though, because when, again, when the when Venus reemerges in the morning star, take, for example, um, in the the early, some of the Mesoamerican cultures, I guess specifically the Aztecs, um, they really felt or Mayan. Yeah, they really felt Venus appearing as the morning star was very powerful. Or in um, I guess in you know Greek culture, it would be the Pandemos Venus. You know, Ariel writes about this. There's so it's different names. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So the is- the morning star can be really intense. I think you know. I think we should really talk about that and this just briefly note if anything that the morning star can be really intense and that's why oftentimes people recommend meditation but you can really it's one last thing there's a the concept in hellenistic astrology of the dorfiri or the spear bearer so venus in when it be when venus becomes a morning star leads out in front of the sun so it's like bam venus comes up in the morning and then the sun so it's like venus kind of leads out in front of the sun it's very very powerful yeah, so it's yeah. There you get it. Love and war. I mean, all is fair. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so well, yeah. You no, know, Dan. Yeah. Really, having thought a great deal too about Leo and about mm-hmm. Venus and mm-hmm. and this whole archetype, it, it, we need to realize with media, it's always that love, <laughs> kindness, popcorn, cotton candy type of attitude. A little bit, but reality is. If we have strong desires and intentions, that can become like we're defend almost like in in mythology. She and our um, Mars get together, mm. which is our causes. And if we have strong defense and causes, we can become quite warlike. It's like yes, you know, depending. Yeah. So it's the whole right. spectrum. It's Absolutely. the whole spectrum. Absolutely. Yeah, and and remember too that I'm thinking that with this that because it's retrograde, that's our opportunity to kind of review and and get what creative things have we left undone you know and again you know look so you want to look for those of you who are looking at your charts you want to see i believe the region that venus will be retrograding over is like 28 leo to 12 leo so you want to see where that's happening in your chart and i believe the conjunction happens at 18 or 19 leo and the thing that's um special if you will about this venus retrograde in my estimation is that venus will actually start retrograding at 28 leo we've got that in these yeah and it's that's that's significant because since sun venus conjunction started happening in leo in the 80s and then it wasn't happening for um like 150 years but then it started well here it is yeah, it's so it's but it was starting the retrograde was starting in Virgo, but this time is the first time it's going to start in Leo. So again, 28 Leo to 12 Leo. So That's it's really Leo. Important. It's very Leo. This is, is really the first kind of pure Leo Venus retrograde, if you will. Because um, Virgo is as a archetype, just mm-hmm. for those remembering, we're trying to um, perfect and purify what we are through that manifestation so that we can join other people in the Libra connected mm-hmm. partnership. But if it's Leo, it's about what are we manifesting? And here I do have a chronological line because there are mm-hmm. charts about the last 
of the whole hundred years mm -hmm. spectrum because it stays a Venus star point cycle is over a hundred and four years somewhere in that range. yeah it's like it's 90 long. to 100 some yeah it's it's but yeah, here yeah, we have right. your timeline just to mm -hmm. focus because i know i devised the top timeline i know you go for yeah go for it i mean the the slides and <laughs> right, right. trying to keep up so i apologize sorry, sorry. To, people yeah. and to you yeah. no 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 sorry it's just i'm trying to explain why sure. i'm presenting this now mm -hmm. because you kindly brought up this mm -hmm. timeline and it's really true i'm glad you brought up that wide um 20 it's almost 20 between 12 and 28 is 14 degrees and then it could be over i mean over it's because vibrationally it connects mm. with earlier so let's say it's just being even conservative it would be 10 or 8 8 until 30 that's almost the whole if you have anything in fixed degrees practically you're going to yeah. get touched and but this is through the heart right and so this is that mm -hmm, astrological yeah and i think it it really can be a beautiful heart-centered expression um and to live by heart it's the because again it's the combination of sun venus when it hits the conjunction mm. so the sun likes to be there you know classically and then venus is kind of like oh great i can express this way um now they the kind of we can be um i don't want to say pollyanna-ish but but the flip side can be you know wild you know i don't know like it can be over the top or just gaudy <laughs> i don't know oh, you can yeah. you get yeah there are because if you, you bring up archetypes and you know arc yeah. archetypes can express in many different ways um but it is how how is the expression being expressed that's right that? <laughs> that's exactly right because there's no limit to it it's like right. your own description and i will say that today july 2nd is just one degree away from what the actual Venus star point degree is because right. it is at 20 degrees Leo 28. So it's like 20 and a half. Mm -hmm. But as of the first, it was at that degree. So mm -hmm. this is really significant. Mm -hmm. And when Venus begins going backwards, won't be until the 22nd. So we have mm -hmm. three weeks, we could say. And then and there's this whole path, as we call. So from mm -hmm. June 19th until October 6th, 7th, we're in this whole field mm -hmm. of like what was happening, what is happening, and how are we redesigning our drama, our, our gift yeah. on our stage. <laughs> and, and I would just say it is, you know, definitely a lot of people say to meditate and all this. And that I think that's all fine and good. But it can be a powerful time to take action again, because the morning star, mm. even though when planets are retrograde, they kind of they can lose their sort of natural significations, if you will, or their typical significations. Retrograde planets can be very powerful. Um, and, it, you know, different people talk about that, like your retrograde planets, your inner superpower. So it it actually can be a time it, while revisioning to also take. Mm -hmm. I, I know that's not necessarily the common. No, I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, no, but I'm, it, I'm it, listening. I just yeah. I'm, I'm making, you know, and I never I'm not dictatorial. Like I, people never have to believe what I say. But but I think it, it does bear, you know, noting that it can be a powerful 
time to initiate some stuff. And I know people think retrogrades are not, but it, it just, if you think of like Venus is leading out in front of the sun, it's really if with the, um, it, after the retrograde <laughs> becomes the morning star, it's very powerful. And then, you know, I think, Sue, you'd probably have a lot of insight into this with the polarity between Leo and Aquarius. I don't know if you want to get into that, but the, but that is, you know, that's part and parcel of sure. it because of course Leo is self-expression and then Aquarius is the group. So it's a very natural polarity like you and the group. And how's that going to work? And being yeah. authentically yourself yeah. Yeah. You and know, I, within that. It's a beautiful. And you're going to, and that's um, the, I, one last thing, that's going to be a story in the coming years because the Venus star point will be opposing Pluto and Aquarius. So they're going to be, you know, what's said to be mutually applying. So they're going to be coming into an opposition. Um, and what? yeah, so it, it really, you know, again, it's a very powerful polarity. Um, so very, a lot of opportunity there too. Um, I thank you so much, Dan. Generally here I put on a slide because it started in 1988. Mm -hmm. And it's going all the way, well, on the next slide. But right now it's the 13th of August. But last, <clears throat> excuse my frog here. But anyway, it was last retrograde in 2015. I have a chart. And also four years ago at, you know, very close to Greece. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And just so people understand what, what this is, is so you see 88, it says August 28, 88, 29, Leo. Uh, Leo D, which is direct. So that was Leo. Um, the Venus was an evening star applying to the sun and then conjoining. And again, because from our um, view here on Earth, Venus moves quicker than the sun and also heliocentrically because Venus takes 200 some day, 25 or something days to rotate around the sun and Earth is 360, uh, 365. But the, the, it alternates every four years between um, evening star, morning star from sign. So it's nine and a half months that the sun and Venus can join. But based on the sign itself, um, so if we're talking about one sign, in this case, Leo, it's every four years. Um, and then it phases out into the next sign. So we're going to, you know, in like the late 21st century, um, we're going to hit... Uh, it'll go into cancer. It, I, well, yeah. I have here. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2099. So it actually goes 2099. It's like pr Prince will have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> 1999 yeah. will be 2099. <laughs> yes. Amazing. So just, uh, just, yes. if, and I know that's like somewhat complicated, but, but basically the thing to remember every nine and a half months, the sun and Venus can join. Mm -hmm. um, and then, for the sign that you're going to look at, for the same sign, it's every four years alternating between, um, you know, evening star, morning star, evening star, morning star. There Leo, is that Leo, rhythm. Leo. There is yeah, that it's, rhythm. And that's what you're talking about, Sue, these rhythms, mm -hmm. the harmonies. Um, so, so, No, yeah. it's good. And, and there's, it's very good, very good, because it is a whole dimension. But going back, I know that last time, because Dan was on here. I'm trying to remember exactly the date, but you were on just earlier, I mm -hmm. think in March. It was June, April. June, June uh, 4th, oh, I that's think. Right. Yeah, June. Yes. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Time, yeah. what do we know? Mm -hmm. So, but, and so I came up, that's right, because we we're talking about the Capricorn. That's right, about Pluto going into Capricorn. And you brought up the Capricorn 
Venus star mm. point. So at any rate, so I brought up Venus star point when it, 1988, because that's when this cycle began. And it does begin, as we, we mentioned perhaps on a slide, but didn't bring up, it begins at the last degree and then it goes retrograde like the nodes. So it started right. at 29 degrees. But at any rate, but I was looking at what was happening, just a few things and that might be indicative of Leo and the Venus star point, but the Berlin Wall fell mm -hmm. down. Mm. There was that issue about baby M that I totally forgot about, but it was mm -hmm. a surrogate mother that mm -hmm. then started where the, the, the parents, not the surrogate mother, uh, ended up with the child. So it has to do a lot about, that's birth, that's babies, mm. childhood like Leo. And then yeah. also the birth of a galaxy. Mm -hmm. It was witnessed by astronomers and then mm. yeah and then i have 2015 which was the last venus star point that was retrograde mm -hmm. because as you indicated it's every four years part of that whole cycle but that i remember that so clearly that was and here we had well not to be political but the, our economic growth was very uh was one of the highlights because the unemployment so that's growth. That's like a birth, you could say. The Paris Climate Agreement was also a, a action on, uh, and same-sex marriage was legalized. The LGBT rights in that landmark ruling, and also space, because that's love, and space. Scott Kelly, I remember he went up there that um, mm. was in space. So I was trying mm. to follow through with that space idea. I don't know mm. how well, you know, Scott Kelly. Well, that is interesting with the space. See, I didn't know that. But the again, the kind of launch of the morning star, if you will, again, because when Venus mm -hmm. retrogrades, conjuncts the sun and then reemerges as a morning star it is that that's what i'm saying it like leads out <laughs> you know it kind of so that's actually interesting i hadn't and then one you know because again this is um you know the eight years ago the venus yes. retrograde but this i had looked back in the 18th century um mm. where this degree of the sun venus conjunction which it, we're going to be hitting in uh, august the sun and Venus will conjoin at the same degree of longitude. So again, you won't see Venus because again, it will be moving into the sun as it were, but it was actually, um, there was a case in Britain that really initiated the, um, okay, we're going to be on a break. Should we, uh, there you go. A case that actually led to the end of slavery in Britain. So oh, that boy. is really wonderful that that happened. Freedom. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. So that, you know, that's certainly a great thing. Um, yeah, liberating from the heart, the freedom. You're talking yeah. about the polarity of Aquarius. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dan. We'll come back. This is Venus Star Point. Here we can get rid of the slides there, uh, Nathan. Yeah, thank you. And thank you. We have Dan Beck. And this is July 2nd. And thank you so much. Stay tuned. We'll figure out what is happening in August 13th with this heart-centered energy. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, 
let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of Cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, the energy of Cancer involves emotions, which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, Cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles in order to complete an evolution. This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Natasha Venter at AngelicClarifications.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, July 9th, it's best, Neuroenergetic Balancing, Rasmussen Reset, and Energy Code Sunday. Dr. Nels Rasmussen and Linda Rasmussen join us, and together they can help you or your animal friends with emotional, behavioral, or physical issues. Hope you can join us and plan to call in for your free remote treatments. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Here we are again. Okay, (laughs) and I'm with, yes, Dan Beck with offline astrology. So I think you said you're going, this is the moment just to say, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, it's still innermakeup.net, which is the website. Um, But we talked about this last time. I'm not doing readings for individuals at this point. I'm still old clients. But what I am doing is I counsel individual astrologers, um, you know, just casually, but also I'm open to the public for that. So if you're, you know, on your astrological journey, you're just like, what do I do? How systems, the history of astrology, the philosophy of astrology, really treating it seriously as a subject and Mm. um, reflecting upon who you are as an astrologer, you know, what astrology is, Mm. trying to define it as a subject and how do you define it as a subject? All of those questions. Um, how does science look at astrology? Mm-hmm. Um, what are, what have some of those you know, battles been like? You know, religion and astrology, and just trying to navigate those waters. Because I think when people start learning astrology, a lot of times, you know, they just start launching into charts, um, running charts, learning techniques, without um, looking at some of the broader contextual issues surrounding astrology. Um, That's which can a be good yeah. service. Thank you. Yeah, no, okay. it, and it's. I, I think I was. I was somewhat fortunate that I had it early on. Although there is, um, you know, a kind of counter argument. Sometimes it's you don't want to rock the boat too much. You know what I mean? Because it can be paralysis by analysis as well. So you no, know, it's, it's yeah, yeah. It's good. So. Okay, thank you, Nathan. Well. As we were talking about this whole cycle, because I, I know we're both eager to look at the charts and just figure out, well, what kind of energies are happening in consciousness? But meanwhile, there was this 
Venus star point, meaning the sun and Venus mm. conjunct at the same degree four years ago, which is just a degree away from what it is now. And that was in 2019. So along with that idea that themes again, space came up and law and space was the first image of a black hole, mm. which is amazing, which is also like a new birth for us. And the first all female, you know, Leo is the goddess Venus, spacewalk. And then there was the first impe an impeachment. And actually, Denver legalized magic mushrooms, which has, and in Alabama, an anti-abortion bill. So these things have persisted forward. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, because, so... So people, and it can be sort of complex to talk about these things just verbally, but, but again, a sun Venus conjunction, um, in a specific sign there, most of the time there are five conjunctions happening, five signs active. So sun Venus conjunction in five signs. So right now we're about to phase out of Scorpio, but essentially we're moving into what in the next coming decades will be um well pisces is good, but for you know we're, we're dealing with essentially right now leo capricorn libra aries and um gemini but yeah. so the that's what we and then you get a you get your star that's what you get a five point star so <laughs> and but the so and it spends again what you're saying so it spends about 100 years per sign and then it goes out for 150 so um Leo was out, um, it phased in in the um, 80s, as you say, and it had been out for 150 years or so. So the last time this Sun-Venus conjunction that's coming up this summer hit at this degree, I was looking into it, there was that case in Britain, right around, the, again, right around the Sun-Venus conjunction that led, in Britain, led to the abolishment of slavery. This was in the late 18th century. There's also a king, King Gustav, um, in one of the Scandinavian countries, mm. a very interesting king. There was actually a coup that he initiated. Mm. And it was sort of gets into issues of benevolent dictators and, you know, you know, issues of monarchy, which is very Leo. Um, mm, definitely. There was, it. he was an interesting character. He actually, he really was a huge patron of the arts. He was very interesting in his intervention um, in markets, in the marketplace. And, you know, whether it's open trade or tariffs, um, you know, it was, it was, he was actually very much battling with the aristocracy and was very much of the underclasses. Hmm. So it, it does, it's a very interesting with like people sort of wanting, you know, a monarch versus, um, oh, yes. versus like democracy, now. but also plutocracy and aristocracy, sometimes democracy, it's not really democracy, it's more just plutocrats. Um, and there, there mm. was, there was a lot of action in the markets up and down, it seemed like, which, um, yeah, I don't know if you could correlate that anymore with just well, it's Venus, it's, we're always, Venus yeah, I know. value, it's, yeah, no, I know yeah. it's hard to There's... markets with any straw. Markets are so crazy, anyways. It's like, what do you? Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't. Some of these themes really are Leo, as you say, like self-expression, freedom. Um, you know, royalty with King Gustav. So, 
And this is a very interesting chart. You know, what do you think, uh, Sue? Hey, there's a lot of action right mm-hmm. off the bat. There's going to be big action when we consider, and it goes right into that whole realm mm-hmm. of, well, a lot to do with changing our dynamics of relationships, mm-hmm. you know, but how are we going to do that? Well, it is through, let's see, what do I have? We have, yeah, now in this chart, for those people that are looking at it, this happens to be August 13th, and it it is located on the East Coast because we have our capital there. Canada has their capital there. At least it shows the, the nature for the United States, represents that. And it happens to be at 7 in the morning, 7.16 and 25 seconds in the morning. So at any rate, but what I'm pointing out is the the sun, it's so close. Look at that. It's mm. Anyway, but the arrow shows where the sun and the moon are, not sun and the moon, the sun and Venus are conjunct (laughs) at 20 degrees and 28 minutes of Leo. So, yeah, and and it's somebody, so if people are looking at, thanks for putting that arrow there, (laughs) but that you have the sun and then sun conjoined Venus at that 20 degrees, so there's the same degree of longitude, but because Venus is retrograding, again, Venus will be moving into the morning star phase. So again, it's this kind of Venus is beginning to lead out in front of the sun. And the other thing that I think is interesting for people who use fixed stars, what you have nearly exactly by degree, you have zero degrees, which is the fixed star regulus, which is a very... A Virgo. Kind of, a yeah, Virgo. very... Excuse yeah. me if I miss... Yeah, the zero no, Virgo is Regulus, which is interesting because that happened like five or six years ago. The fixed star Regulus Mm -hmm. moved into Virgo, which is a very different kind of royal energy. You get into sort of the servant leader as opposed to, you know, the royalty. So yeah, it's not about your manifestation. It's very very interesting. Um, And and then the, the, as people might know, the interception of Sun Venus... Um, Leo in the 12th house. Um, so, you know, that's interesting. There's a lot you could talk about the 12th house. I mean, in a more classical sense, that would not be seen as benefic. But, it, I mean, you studied with Maurice Fernandez, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he talks about the 12th house. You It actually can be a service-oriented house, like what you give, and you kind of submit to something wa- way wider than yourself. In a, and this would be a more modern interpretation. It's the collective. Yeah. And it the, is the collective, right, so, and it's the unconscious. And in yeah. a sense, just to mention right. about that in reference to Maurice, he gives mm-hmm. he has talks about it on his website, but that it is where one can find a... a Fame in the sense, not of a Leo sense of fame, like on stage and raw, but you can connect with the right. general population. It can be yeah. very powerful, but it is internal and, and also. Yeah. And it's house, so it's know. how does again, this is the theme we were talking about before. How does your personal expression connect with the collective? Now, there's a subtle difference between that and Aquarius, but we're talking, mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking the 12th house, that's like how do you connect to the collective in a cafe in France, if you're living into the United States, like really not necessarily mm-hmm. the immediacy of your community, which would be the 11th house. And it's interesting, you have Good a beautiful, point. you know, you have a beautiful um, moon in cancer 
Although it's interesting, it's um, a waning moon. So it, it does speak to me of, you know, it's this balsamic phase. So of a letting go, you know, there's kind of, this is, it's a very, um, you know, not negative, but polarized kind of, it's like you express, but let go. You're um, it's like, what you're, do we let go? Yeah. That like could what, be it. what is getting in our way? Yeah. It's like Venus should retrograde should go inward, but wow, it's this powerful morning star. So it is, you know, it's, um, it's an interesting chart. It's kind of, and then the sort of polar, the, the integration of the Leo with Virgo. So the, how do we express something, mm. but give that. So it's more of a gift as opposed to like me, 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 and maybe the me, me, me people get in trouble. It's 12th house. It could be so. very intuitive too. Yes. Well, that's, oh, well, there I you go. The, 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 the sort of expressive that is more, you know, of mm-hmm. sort of something that just comes through you as opposed to like a conscious expression. And the birthing, the uh, yes. birthing yeah, and, and within the womb. Mm-hmm. And again, because I, I really do like a lot of Maurice's stuff, the, the, you know, the movement of moving into your ascendant. So the Leo to the, um, you know, the Virgo. So the, the self-expression to the, the service Virgo. So the ex- moving into the ascendant. Um, interesting. And yeah, then surprises I... because the... You know the Uranus, and this is this is essentially Trump's chart. I mean, <laughs> see, oh. he has. He, I think it's like twenty nine or twenty eight Leo. But then, yeah, so it's his. It's a different. Except it's a Leo <laughs> rising. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Um, do you know? I'm just. I have here yeah. the first degree. So here it was. Now and I'm trying to remember how I did this. So here's Venus on just a few days ago so today is the first uh, the second right mm-hmm. happy birthday to those people that have birthdays <laughs> happy birthday In, yeah exactly and so we're at close at that degree so this right now is the energy that we're working with mm. although the moon of course has moved into leo and so but it's on that path go ahead you know, it's interesting. I was reading some um, Jotish stuff mm. earlier today. Actually, Ronnie Gale Dreyer's work, and she—I think she's just extraordinary. But but there's there's a concept in um, Jotish about whether planets are they like each other, they don't like each other, or they're mm. kind of neutral to each other. And it's interesting. Actually, Mars and Venus are kind of neutral towards each other. <laughs> so I, I get it's quite interesting. Mm. I think this is, if I may, Sue, this is kind of your spirit. Yeah. Like the evolutionary, what do we make of this? You know, what what do we do? Mm. You know, it, it's so there's kind of if we're talking about the rising of, you know, Venus and Mars, what do we do with this? And Mars and Venus, they're kind of cool yeah. with each other. You know, what are what do we do with these energies? You know, it's not it's not so much a hard rendering of a judgment, you know, in an evolutionary sense, I yeah. guess, if I may. So well it, it, Adding another side to things mm-hmm. too in vibrational, the two together like tactile. They like to to have a product. I mean, they like to do a hands-on energy thing. Yes. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and I do have to say this, and this is because Eris, I think, gets misunderstood. So you have Eris um, just past culmination. Now Eris gets the rap is being She's a troublemaker. Yeah, right there. So that's yeah, the it's the kind errors. of the sort of Mars turn downward, if you will. 
yeah, but with the, an arrow. Yeah. yeah, so that you see the MC. Eris, you know, she gets the troublemaker rap, but remember, she was disinvited to the wedding and she sort of exposed the problems of everybody else. And yes. so just think of that. She was denied love, okay? And then I run, and, oh. and then, yes, I know. And I it really have yeah, to get this. I in. Like and then it. P- Paris chooses love because he chooses Aphrodite. That's the myth. You know, the goddesses mm-hmm. compete for his love, and he chooses love. So it's like love denied at the onset. That I th- So now I had, there's a book called Eris, and it mm. was written in the 20s, but it gets into a young woman named Eris, and she is living in upstate New York, but she goes into Manhattan and she finds her way and becomes an actress. And it kind of upends everybody, but it's good mm. for them in the end. And she stays true to her talent. Yes. So I actually yes. think Eris is like, look, you've got to, you, there can be a denial of love, but it can also be, yeah, you're going your own way. It might upend things, but it'll be good for everybody in the end. That's so, it. It's I, inclusive yes, exclusion. Yes. So I really, you know, I think we really got to rethink Eris a little bit, not just say, oh, she's the troublemaker, because there's a little bit I more nu- nuance to it where it's like, well, hold on, she was disinvited, and that actually caused the problem. And then the goddesses, it showed them they're not always so perfect. And then Paris ends up choosing love because he chooses Aphrodite. Tr- so you you have love that's denied and then love that's chosen in the end. It's that's like what of, is real love? Yeah, love and also and again, I would inclusive. Yeah, not and exclusive. I would right, and I would say again, the talent. Eris is very talented, and she acts essentially with impunity. She doesn't get in trouble for it. So Eris is a very, I actually had a client one time, I don't want to keep, cut me off, I'm rambling on too much, but I had a client, (laughs) she actually was an actress, and she um, was kind of getting into trouble on set, not because of herself, Mm. but I was like, you know, look, you just got to follow your talent and your heart, and you know, she, that's, she started getting more roles, but it did cause some trouble, but that was the other people. You know, so just just for people listening, I think there's it's a, a good way- thing you're yeah, bringing this up yeah. because actually, too, it's well, it's it's a little wide, but there's that energetic <laughs> it's flow a of energy. Yeah, you got it's the a trine. Trine. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we are listening to this inspiration. Yeah. And in yeah. Aries, of course, it's to be ourselves. Yeah. It's not, to, to walk away from that fear. But I also am a proponent of Eris. That's E-R-I-S, folks. Because I feel that she really, all she did was say, hey, I'm part of this deal. And what are you guys thinking anyway? And it was up to the rest. And as a result, she didn't say, oh, you're going to, she didn't prescribe what they were doing. She just simply gave you an option. Like, what's your choice? Yeah, and I, 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 the only thing I'll say with people with Eris, um, that she is very powerful. So I say when you're dealing with charts and Eris in the chart and Eris is an archetype, mm-hmm. just know when you pull that trigger, you're probably going to get off the hook um, because she acts with impunity. She doesn't suffer any consequences. So, you know, there is still the group. And you got to know when you're dealing with Eris, it's very powerful energy. So... It's really. She's been on my North <laughs> Node for the longest time, and just there you go, moved Sue. a degree away from it. Yeah, yeah it's, but it it's was very 24. Eris is very, very. So I tread carefully with Eris because even though I'm very pro Eris, you know, it is. It's one of the archetypes that when you really get in touch with Eris, you can really do well. But 
people other people can suffer consequences so just to take that into I account i think i forgot to put her in here actually but with all that no it should be an heiress has been because of the the should be very... at the north node it should be right up yes there at the north oh well that's node. a really because we have the nodes which you really could give us insight to the nodes are shifting into aries and aries well oh, next man. week we yeah. have k and actually it's not next week but in two weeks on july 16th k taylor the president of organization mm. of professional astrology mm -hmm. is going to help understand what these nodes are it's for relationship it is yeah. really isn't all of life a relationship in some way although we've been working with relationship with Taurus, and we're still working with it. We're at the tail end of Taurus yeah. and Scorpio. Yeah. I would just say a little, I don't know, like a plug for Kay, but but because I yeah. did the consulting training with her, mm. um, she's really good with healing. Um, so if I don't know if you all are listening, kind of, she might bring this up, but tune in on that level. So it's like to, to how do you heal through the nodes? I, you know, even if that's I don't know if that's not something she's saying, but it's you know, absolutely that, huge because yeah, that yeah, is evolutionary. Yeah, we yeah, get there yeah, through Pluto. Yeah, so right, looking at right. that idea, Dan, because I like everything you say, it's it's all adding towards this whole conglomeration of what is this consciousness that we're working towards. But right. look at Pluto. Pluto now, folks, is that. 28 degrees right uh capricorn and right. it's retrograde and so in many ways everything you've said about this leo it isn't it, nothing happens immediately it's a whole process but this seed point is asking us to really change to let go of maybe what we're because if it's in leo at libra you were about to say something here, but I'm trying. I'll no, 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 you go. I'm, I'm totally, yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. Because if it's in Libra, we know that if we're working with another relationship, perhaps we acquiesce too far to what their center is instead of answering to our own. Yeah. And you look, and absolutely. And you've got, look, you've got squares. You know, you've got the nodes at 27, um, you, you you got the cardinals happening. Twenty seven Aries, twenty seven um, Libra, and then you have Pluto twenty eight Capricorn, and then we've really got a Juno at twenty eight yes. Cancer. So this gets in, this speaks of alignment, yeah, and security there for yourself. Um, and then to, you know again you have the Moon and part mm. of fortune, and the part of fortune's very interesting because it it's the the distance between the Sun and the Moon. Um, you know this formula is ascendant plus the moon minus the sun but the i always forget which formula it is but that that distance projected from the ascendant so it's it's a way to kind of in my opinion bring together the solar and lunar energy and it's it actually is lunar mm -hmm. so again we're speaking of the lunar energy with the cancer stuff mm -hmm. so again the security there it's cancer security in yourself relationships relationship mm -hmm. with authority and juno brings that in because juno's in cancer so you've got so Juno, part of fortune, moon, all cardinal, the nodes cardinal, which is Aries, Libra, and Pluto and Capricorn, which is relationships with authority. Um, so powerful stuff. I mean, really, you know. 
It is. It's like yeah. Cardinal wants action. Yeah. A square wants action. And the universe, I'm told, loves action. It just takes one <laughs> little step to yeah. start a whole You're right. period of anything. You plant yeah. a seed, it grows, it, right. you water it, etc. But right. here, I think wow. checking in with that moon, our emotions, mm. and as it is in cancer, mm -hmm. of our feelings and our story. Mm -hmm. So if we tell a new story to ourselves through our what our dreams and our hopes and our, 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 and I'm not tr trying to, that's why that can be anything it, mm -hmm. because we can have one desire of what we want to fulfill for our heart. And it can be very extreme in one way or whatever, and then change and do something else. It's all a development. It's a process. Right. And again, going back to the lunar phase, you know, really it's, I, it's, I'm glad you, this is a good chart to, thanks for bringing this up, but the, the moon part of fortune in Juno, that totally speaks of, cause it's a balsamic phase. You know, what are the relationships mm. that you really need for security and, and finding, you know, the, again, the part of fortune is lunar and it can actually be very material and related to health. So, you know, and again, it'll that morning where when the moon is before the sun comes up, you'll it'll be a beautiful balsamic moon. You know, it's a beautiful moon. Um, so That's it's a good yeah, point it'll just we on can't see Venus, but we could see the moon. See the moon, the yeah, and it's it's a yeah. great you know, and it's you know, classically the eleventh house is a it's the house of the good diamond. You know, it depends on which house system you use, but still, mm. it's a it's a it is a very fortunate house. So again, you got. You got a lot going on. And again, because Cancer is on the cusp of the 12th, Leo intercepted Virgo. A lot of a lot of energies happening there, you know. <laughs> so, so it's, you know, the interceptions really, they, yeah, it's like security, self-expression. But, you know, the, the clarification of that through the, you know. So the, maybe the, yeah. really the doorway, one way, I remember Donna Cunningham or somebody, but the doorway oh, to find like intercepted yeah. is like when it's folks, when it's like, if you notice there, the little Leo is between is doesn't, is not on a sign in this particular quadrant house mm -hmm. system. But with that said, maybe then it is really because in the 12th house, it's those energies beyond ourselves. It's yeah. It, and if we, right. and in the moon in cancer is so, uh, um, sensitive to mm -hmm. our it's psychic, it very, you know, we are naturally psychic people. And so if we just start going towards the, what isn't direct, like A to B, but be eclectic, be mm -hmm. uh, sensitive to symbols and, mm -hmm. and, and to these different inspirations mm -hmm. will, will maybe release and birth something that's really powerful. Sure, because as you say, again, the 12th house is the the sort of journey into the first house of what is birthing. And then again, the security re to release things because moon and cancer, that balsamic phase, which is the last phase. So the really, you, I would say you all got to have your security with your social group. It's a, it's a lot of action happening. <laughs> Just the moon and cancer on a Ooh. basic level. You got to have your protective shell. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just on a basic level, you know, people. Find like, your and, group and yeah. love them clearly. Yeah, oh, yeah. I like this. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Dan. And thanks. You're very good. Now I can see you fully and fully. Well, I thank appreciate you. so much. Thank you. So yeah, so it's offline astrology and we're off into new worlds of heart and feeling the yeah yeah 
it's quite emotional and feeling, yeah. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Sue. Thank you so much. You do a great job putting all this together. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you again. Okay. Thank you. And thank you to everybody. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 